Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown, the podcast where we take a deeper look into teams, coaches, and trends of the NBA. I'm your host, Coach Mark Tinklenberg. It's time to settle in and enjoy as we talk about the league. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of X's and O's NBA Breakdown. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Knock If You Buck, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, Lakers Fast Break, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A R. Y-S-E.com. Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown. I'm your host, Mark Tinklenberg. It is Zach. It is Mark. We're here tonight with you. Before we get started, we just want to remind you to subscribe and like our stuff on Instagram and Twitter at X under, underscore breakdown. Uh, and just keep giving us those nice five-star reviews. We still love them. We're still bringing yeah, it. We're bringing you the content. We're still going to keep, it. keep it coming, man. Woo! Uh, we love NBA and we're just going to keep giving you what we got. So we know in the NBA season, we're on episode 23. This is a big one. Cause the next one is Kobe episode 24. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's his number. So we got to do something. Oh yeah. Good call, yeah. man. You're so, really firing him off already. <laughs> this is episode, uh, 23. So this is MJ version. Funny. We should talk about MJ because the NBA finals is about to go on. Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, going six and zero in the finals, not a bad record. We got some Ooh. guys that are going for their first ring in this NBA Finals with the Suns and the Bucks. You got Chris Paul in his sixteenth season, his sixteenth attempt in the NBA to try to get to an NBA Finals, finally getting there. You have Giannis, uh, two-time MVP, finally getting there for his first time. Devin Booker, his first playoffs, and he makes a run all the way to the NBA Finals. So we have some intriguing storylines. Yeah. Um, you, know, you have P.J. Tucker, a former son, now with the Bucks, um, And and you have, um, you have Jay Crowder making back-to-back NBA Finals appearances as a player. So – Yeah, a lot going on. It's, it's, it's an intriguing finals. I think it's, it's – these two teams took advantage of a situation that got presented in front of them. Right. Uh, a lot of injuries happen in the postseason. You know, I don't do the whole asterisk thing. You know what? The, the stuff happened. It doesn't matter. The teams that, you know, stayed healthy enough to make it are here. And it just is what it is. 
The Suns were our always surprise team that we talked about all season long and the addition of Chris Paul and what they were, what it was going to do for them. And it brought them to an NBA finals. I mean, that one, that one piece brought them to where they are um, in his leadership on the floor. It, it was huge. It took the pressure off Devin Booker to just go, go play, just go play your game, go score. I'll take care of this, the scheme and be the on-floor general. And he could play off ball a lot more and go, go do his thing, which was awesome to see. And then you have the bucks. Um, Giannis's injury is a huge, huge question mark. You know, I saw it says he's, he feels like he's getting closer game one to me, it would still be the questionable game to me. So I, I don't know that he'll make it for game one, but maybe we'll see him game two or game three, but bucks will end up needing him. If they want to have a chance against the Suns. right now, I think Suns are my favorite. I don't know what you think too. Well, I, what I see in the NBA finals this year is, you know, basketball is always determined, especially in the finals with defense and, you know, Last year, Miami um, did enough to mix up the Lakers a little bit to to get two wins. Uh, but the Lakers defensively in that run to a finals last year, uh, it's what won them the NBA championship, and it's, it's what's always going to. And I think that Milwaukee is better defensively than the Suns. But I think the Suns um, are going to be able to have the ability to make more runs scoring-wise throughout the course of a game. Um, and that's how the Suns hit you. If you've watched them in these playoffs at all, they hit you with quick 10, 12, 14 point bursts, and they come at you with their 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 pace and their transition. Uh, and, and Devin Booker and Jay Crowder spotting up for three, and you have Bridges spotting up for three, and uh, you know obviously Chris Paul in the half court kind of run the show, and DeAndre Ayton who's just been incredible. Um, so the Suns have I, they have more ability to score faster, but I do think Milwaukee overall is a better defensive team. So I see this series going seven games, and, and and honestly, I think it is a really good matchup for the NBA. I, I think it's two very evenly matched teams in terms of what they're good at, the other is not, and I think it's going to be a clash of those styles, and we'll see who comes out on top. Game one is not necessary for Giannis, but he did look right. good walking today. I didn't see a noticeable limp, and I, I did read what you said uh, kind of tacking on, he's fighting tooth and nail to get in there and play game one. And if he's in there in any capacity, he obviously changes things. Well, it, it's kind of funny when I when I think about Milwaukee and Budenholzer's been on the hot seat, even though he's gotten them to where they've been going. He he's still like I think people still question. Well, before maybe before the finals appearance, if he would be their coach next year, and I think it's one of those things where do what your team is good at. And as soon as they went big in the last se- the last series against Atlanta, they controlled the last few games. They actually did what they should do and what they're built for. They used their size, which they have. He had them spread out a lot and, you know, the, the lanes were wide open. So the pick and rolls and trade getting into the lane, like they left it wide open for Capella in those first few games wide open. And then like they've clogged and, and just clogged that middle a lot more those last few games and use their size to their advantage, which they should keep doing. And you're going to need to, because Deandre Ayton has been a beast in this playoffs. They need the size and they need to, they need Brooke Lopez to do what he was doing, not get into foul trouble. Cause Deandre Ayton is kind of that secret, <laughs> that secret player that they can use. And he, I mean, 
He's arguably been one of the better players on the Suns. He's had a great NBA playoffs. Yeah, he's he's been really good. He's and and he benefits from everybody else getting the attention on the perimeter. So they have so many guys that spread you out that he gets a lot of uh, kind of the trickle down effect from that, where he gets a lot of one on ones, he gets putbacks, he gets lobs, um, and those are all. And, and but when he's getting it one on one, I mean, I've seen him hit like. I don't know, 10 or 11 fadeaway, fadeaway pure jumpers that I just didn't know he had that in his arsenal. And uh, the thing I like about him that has really impressed me the most is he is very aware of the opportunity right now for him. And um, he speaks very well. He's humble, but hungry. Um, he's confident, but not arrogant. And, and I love, I don't know. I've turned into a fan of Deandre Hayton. I was texting you guys, you know, when that was going on against Clippers, he's just, I, I'm a fan. I like what he brings and, um, you know, I'm rooting for him in the finals. That's for sure. I think, I think one of the things like he, we've seen, he's had the talent foul trouble has been his, his issue. I mean, that's been a lot of like, can he stay on the floor? Can he go against these other big guys, the Embiid's and not get into foul trouble, those guys. And I think it's, that's one of those things where he's really controlled himself. His footwork has gotten better in the paint. He's controlled his body and, and really catered to his own game. And it's starting to flourish. And I think you're going to see in the next couple seasons, him get even better and better. Yeah. And to have Chris and, and Booker around him, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I think, I think the Suns are going to be, I don't know that they'll be the the second best team in the West next year with everyone getting healthy, but they're going to still be a, a playoff team that no one wants to play in a seven game series. They're yeah, they've kind of they, they've kind of established themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, they've kind of established themselves as you know one of those teams in the West that's going to be a top three or four team next year for sure. Um, they've kind of established themselves as one of the top few five or six teams in the league. And the good news for Phoenix is that they've built this in the draft. I mean, and they've built this through a couple uh, free agency signings that didn't seem like a big deal at the time. And now have turned into just perfect role players for the trade that brought them Chris Paul. And then all of a sudden give James Jones credit he has pieced this thing together in a way where their roster is it's really young. It's extremely talented. And then they have, you know, the one piece in Chris Paul, which I'm assuming he's going to stay and sign. And if you can get two more years at this level or a little bit below, you're still going to be one of the top five teams in the league. So they have that going for them and they've established themselves. Um, And Monty Williams as a coach um, is as good as it gets. I, I mean, I, I can't think of one negative thing to say about him as a coach or a human being. And, and that, you know, speaks volumes to who he is and and everything everybody's ever said about him and the adversity he's faced in his personal life to come this far and how humble he is. And and what I like about him the most is that he wears all of his emotions on his sleeves as a coach. You don't see that very often and he's genuine. You know what I mean? He's genuine. And those are the type of guys that people want to play for. And it's what makes you a great coach when you're willing to be vulnerable as a person, as a coach too. And you can tell he listens, but he defends his players, but he listens to them and they all respect him. And, let me tell you this too. 
he has separated himself as a top two or three uh, X's and O's coach in the NBA. Absolutely. His, his execution when after every timeout, I want people to pay attention to the NBA finals this year. After timeouts, I want you to watch the percentage of of scores that the Phoenix Suns get, whether it be an OB under, a side out, or a half court set that he has drawn up out of a timeout, the success rate and the the, the impact that has in terms of changing a quick momentum throughout the game, it's won the Suns two series so far in the playoffs. Literally based on his X's and O's because he's been able to quickly change the momentum in a game after a really good timeout or a, or a OB under that they ran obviously against the Clippers to win them game two. Uh, so he has really separated himself. And, and it's interesting because on the other side, you have Budenholzer and, and yeah. I know you and I've talked about this a lot who made it to an NBA finals and he still may get fired because he's just had some horrific adjustments in the NBA playoffs so far, but give Chris Middleton credit and you can talk about him. I know you really like Chris Middleton. He has yeah, stepped up yeah. and been the the guy for Milwaukee in this playoff run. Yeah, it, you know, listening to um, who was it Perkins that put the whole Batman Robin tweet out with middle him saying Middleton is Batman and Giannis is Robin. I won't go that far. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not going that far. I mean, yeah, he's saying that, but yeah, Giannis has like 38, 13, and eleven in those games. <laughs> right. And it's like that. I, I get where he's coming from to a certain extent, but let's not. He's the two-time MVP. Giannis is still Giannis. He's still the guy on that team. What you got? What What Chris Middleton does though that Giannis can't is he can create and make the shots. Not Correct. not always getting to the rim. He is the shooter. He is the guy that can get his own. Giannis doesn't have the ability to do that yet. So in that aspect, yeah, he is the Batman when it comes to getting your own. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we've mentioned this uh, a couple episodes ago when when Mike and I were talking and, you know, and, it, and he said is when it comes to game seven in a series, is Giannis in your top five of players you want ball in hand? And, and honestly, he's probably not my top five because of the limitations he has on the offensive side of the ball. That's one thing he still needs to develop. He, you can't always just put your shoulder down and hope to get the and one. And honestly, I can't trust you to make the free throw either. You've airballed how many free throws in the playoffs. It's quite embarrassing, Giannis. I'm going to need you to lock that up. So it, that that's where I kind of see where Perkins is going with it. But again, and <laughs> Giannis is still getting his in the playoffs. He is when he wants to get to the basket, he's pretty unguardable just because of his athleticism and his strength. He's a natural athlete. He can he can back anyone down and, and try to get to the basket. Middleton, who I wanted the Pacers to throw everything at to bring over an Indy when he had his contract year. He's showing why. I mean, Middleton is a hell of a scorer, pretty good defender. He he's he is getting better and better. Um, he's he's aged like a fine wine. I'll tell you what he's like. I, I thought he was good when he first came into the league, but he's really grown into his basketball skills. And I I think he's a key. 
he's got to keep playing the way that he's playing, like because he, he Giannis can't do the things that he can do. So yeah, and, and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday needs to go. keep having good series as well. Drew Holiday's our other piece that he has to keep doing what he's been doing and not have the. There's your X factor. There's your X factor for the Bucks winning the NBA championship. It's Drew Holiday's got to bring it. Uh, he. When he throws out stinkers, which he's had a few of yeah. this postseason, he's had some questionable moments out there where I'm like, man, oh, man, they gave up a lot for you, man. <laughs> and you got to show up. But then now the last two games without Giannis, all of a sudden, when he's able to just go out there and be, you know, option one or option two, you know, it's interesting. You know, we talked, you were just talking about is Giannis a top five guy you want with the ball in his hands. The Bucks got better without him on the floor because guys are able to fill into their natural role that they're trying to fit around Giannis who can't create his own and is not a great creator for others in terms of making a move and then getting them in their spots uh, and hitting a guy like Drew Holiday in, in the areas that he's comfortable yeah. with. Um and so it, that dynamic has really hurt Milwaukee in a lot of ways. Giannis goes down, you see Middleton, you see Drew Holiday, and you see Brooke Lopez all of a sudden playing their natural roles, playing what they're used to getting and getting the shots that they need and really producing. So Drew Holiday is the X factor. If they get, you know, if they get the 18, 8, and 6 Drew Holiday, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to be beaten by the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> There's yeah, just I completely agree. I, that's too much. It's too much coming at you if Drew Holiday is feeling it. Now, the Suns have to hope Jay Crowder keeps yes. hitting threes. And yeah. that's a huge key for them. And so I don't know that that's going to happen. That is so iffy. You know, he. Before the bubble last year, he was shooting some horrific percent. He comes in the bubble last year, gets hot. To his credit, I'm sure he was shooting a lot of shots to get to that point. So it's not to just say it just magically happened. It's carried over this year. He's been a great three-point shooter this postseason. And, and a, a clutch three-point shooter. shooter. He's hitting big, big, Absolutely. big shots. But last year in the finals – that started Stinky to go Rudy's. away and it really impacted my, yeah, it started to hurt yeah. Miami and, yeah. and the Lakers took full advantage. And uh, so he is key because that means you have four guys on the perimeter with DeAndre Ayton being able to set those screens and rolling that you have to stay attached to on the perimeter. So, uh, you know, those are kind of your keys to the NBA finals. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say going uh, back, yeah, Drew Holiday for the Bucks, but Budenholzer is a key there too. Like, yeah. don't, don't overthink your scheming when it comes to the talent you have on the floor. Like this, this is your job right now. Cause I think yep. if he does yep. lose and it, I, if he loses in under seven games, I think that he still has a percent. I give him a 60% chance of getting, getting let go. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think, I think he, he, he was fortunate, but if you go down the list, all right, point guard for point guard, let's, let's do our checklist point guard. Who has the advantage in the series? The Phoenix Suns right now with Chris Paul Absolutely. and and um, who's his backup? Cam. Uh, uh, yep. You know who I'm talking yep. about. That guy. So Cam, uh, Cameron I Payne, the, right? Payne. Campaign. Campaign. So I think I think Phoenix overall has an advantage over Milwaukee. Shooting guard position. Devin Booker is the best player at the guard position in the entire series. So. Check mark to the sun. So they got two small forward and power forward, Chris Middleton and Giannis. I think both of those check marks go to the Bucks. And center, I would say with Brooke Lopez and DeAndre Aiden, Kirk, and you can tell me if you disagree, I would say that's 
that is a wash. It's pretty oh, much a wash. Yeah, at this point. So it we is. got two and yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as you were just talking about, now here's the last key: coaching. And there's a huge check mark in favor of Monty Williams and, Absolutely. and that staff. So, you know, Phoenix has your advantage. Uh, offensively, we said Phoenix has an advantage. Defensively, I think Milwaukee has an advantage with their ability to switch and their size and their length. That It's disruptive. Um, so all those things being said, I'm still going to stick with my prediction. I think it goes seven games, and I don't have a winner for you. I don't know. I think it's going to be a great series. I th- right. I think it's going to be a great series. Yeah, picking a winner at this point point is really really tough i want to see what Giannis's leg does if he's healthy i'm gonna go seven games and you're gonna see uh who has the last good run i mean it's gonna be a game of runs in this one i really do think it's gonna be close seven games and it's a toss right now i'm at a 50 50 complete so i yeah i think that that's where we're gonna be with the the finals right now i will say i am stoked to see uh, this first game in Phoenix tomorrow and just being able to, I'm going to turn the volume up. Those fans are going to be rocking in Phoenix tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be so fun to watch. And before we wrap up, I wanted to go to a couple things on the coaching front for both of our teams, Lakers system coach hiring. How do you feel about it? Fisdale? I love it. Um, it you know, everybody's, um, talking about how he got the job because he's LeBron's guy. And that's probably a big piece of it. He wanted to go coach where LeBron was. Um, and he turned down more money from your Pacers, actually, um, to go back to L.A. But he's from L.A. He, he grew up there. He's an L.A. guy anyway. Um, the other part to that is, is that they interviewed Scotty Brooks, which, you know, the the best part about all of this, Zach, and, and I know you know this, is that there's a story behind the story behind the story. Oh, so the Lakers down. are bringing in to uh, Fisdale for a reason, uh, you know, that we don't know yet. Scotty Brooks is being interviewed. Why? Well, you know, the Lakers are sniffing around at potentially a Russell Westbrook trade. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, Kuzma is definitely hot on the block and he may stay. They, they may keep it as is. Uh, you know, but there's a, there's a story behind the story. The drama already for the offseason is building, even in the middle of an NBA playoff run, which I love. Um, but I love the hire for the Lakers. Everybody's like, well, we need an offensive guy. He's got to be the best offensive coach. You know, um, the Lakers just didn't have anything beyond LeBron just running stuff. And the, the point of the matter is, is that, you know, Fisdale in Miami, he is the one that put Bosch at the five. And yeah, yeah. spread people out, and LeBron—that was the best LeBron ever. Was down in Miami. I mean, it was. And and you know what? Defensively, you can never have too much defensive coaching. You know, if if he's got something uh, that Vogel doesn't have, but you know, Vogel's a great defensive coach. But it's not like the guy can't coach offense either. Like he is a right, great, right. he's a great basketball coach. And for all these fans that have all the answers, listen, I love everything about Lakers Twitter. It's great. It's awesome. But some of the fans have all the answers of the who's the got to be the coach and why the, Rob Plink is failing to listen, guys. These guys know more about basketball than all of us on Lakers <laughs> Twitter <you>. combined. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, the NBA, and I'm going to say it again, we've said it in multiple episodes, players and coaches, they're in a whole different stratosphere as all of us regular Joes, even us high school coaches, college. The NBA is a whole different stratosphere. You know, I know a lot about the game. You know, I'm lucky enough to be a head coach right now and be able to share that. 
I don't know a tenth as to what NBA coaches know. It's just no. it, it, these guys. No. This is this is what they do, man. And and so I'm not going to sit here and try to say it's not a good enough hire because he doesn't know enough offense. Hey, he was an NBA coach and he was the head assistant for a Heat team that won two titles. So I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I, I love the hire. I was I was sad to see him turn down the Pacers job because I loved him, but. To go, what I was going to say is they got Lloyd Carr to be with Rick Carlisle. I love that hire. Lloyd Pierce? Lloyd Pierce. I'm sorry. Lloyd Pierce. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd Pierce. Yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Carr. Carr. He came from Michigan coaching football. He's now in the NBA. <laughs> love that. I've got a Michigan football shirt on right now. I had a long evening. My brain's a little fuzzy. Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> long night, big fella. He brought Chad, he brought Chad Henney and Mike Hart with him. <laughs> came on down, wrapped up, Pacers win everything. It's over. No, but uh, yeah, I got uh, Lloyd Pierce. I like the hire. Um, You know, what happened in Atlanta happened in Atlanta. I I think it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you're a better assistant coach or depending on the situation, that's just what your fit is. The Pacers are building a coaching staff that I haven't seen in a long time as far as talent, yeah, it's going to rival anybody else's. Oh, yeah. it's going to be really, it's really, really, really great. I, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'll be the first one to say it. Don't be surprised now that Rick is the head coach, that Sabonis is the one that gets traded if a trade happens with the wow. big man, because he's on record saying how much he loves Miles Turner and that he's the future of the type of center that he plays. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you see a Brogdon Sabonis trade happen at some point to get more picks, get more talent. Can I ask yeah. you something? Why do they do you think they need to do that? I, I just I don't think they need to trade anybody. I don't know why they I need said, to trade any I'm of those if, guys. I'm an if. If a trade happens, because everyone's in this last four season has the two big man thing worked out. Everyone's saying that if one goes, it will not be Miles Turner. It will be Sabonis. If one goes, no. Do I want to keep both? Of course I do. It's Demontis Sabonis. <laughs> of course it's I do. A, it, but it's a great young core. Right. I don't know why they. I don't know why the media put so much pressure. No, on the there'll, there'll be a small change. I, I can I can see a I can see a Brogdon being moved um, just because they think Karis Levert can handle the ball. They think that yeah. he can be the primary ball handler, and he showed that when Brogdon was hurt and he was out there playing. I think that that could be what they look at. Now, I would love our yeah. starting lineup to be Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, uh, TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, and Miles Turner. We haven't actually seen it healthy yet. Yeah, I don't see why. They I mean, that's do that. and then you resign. Hopefully, can resign uh year two bench and tj mcconnell and uh doug mcbuckets but i i think the buckets will probably go to the lakers to be honest with you i think that's gonna yeah uh, he'd yeah. be he'd be a great pickup for the lakers but i mean listen that's a really good starting five and a, and a top six right there i don't i don't know I, I i feel like the media just all of a sudden starts throwing people's names out and then the front offices start feeling the pressure to trade them and stuff and it's like 
sometimes you got to just sit back and be like, Hey, we got a really good young core here. And now we've added a great veteran coaching staff, a yeah, championship I, pedigree coach staff who's won yeah. a championship. Let's, let's throw this thing together a little bit. I, I would happens. think that if a trade happens, it probably doesn't happen in the off season. Rick will have half of a season before the all-star break to see what he likes about that lineup. And then if the move, if a move happens, it happens at right before all-star break is what I would suspect. Yeah. Yep. So NBA finals, we are both thinking that this is going to be a long series with a lot of great moments. And to be honest, I'm looking forward to watching this NBA finals. I really am. I I think I'm, I'm pulling for either team, you know, I I don't care. So it's going to be just fun to watch and, it's going to be great basketball Um, as much as the injuries have played a toll on this playoffs, the two healthiest and best teams right now have are left standing, which is what you want. You know, you want that. And both of them had to go through a gauntlet to get here. And and I'm not saying that the Lakers just weren't decimated, but still, you still have to go beat the Lakers at the end of the day. I'm not saying the Clippers didn't have Kawhi, but you still got to go beat the Clippers to get here. And you, you know, you had to, you had to go in there and just, just sweep Denver. I'm not saying Denver didn't have, you still had to go do those things though, to get here. And Milwaukee had to go through Brooklyn, which yeah, they got injured too, but they still had to go beat them. Yeah, because I mean, even so, take that first Lakers series. Even LeBron James at what would you have given him? Eighty to eighty-five percent healthy, if that. Not even sixty-five sure. or seventy. Yeah, and he was still LeBron James. It, it's still it's LeBron still LeBron James. James. He's better at yeah. that percentile than most yeah. people in the NBA. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that he the ninety-five percent of people. Yeah, and I'll give that to money. I'll give that to money. Like. He did as a coach what he needed to do to to help beat that team and not let them go. Oh, we can just be okay because Anthony's hurt, LeBron's hurt. No, they went out and finished their job. So yeah, finish their job, and that's all they had to do. So yeah, Suns, I give them. This is gonna be a heck of a, a series. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. And and honestly, whoever wins, it's gonna be great. I'd love to see Giannis get one. Would love to see Chris Paul get one. Either way, I'm happy because at the end of the day, the Clippers didn't make it. And that's really all I care they, about. They came out of the game. Yep. They're they're gone. They're gone. Hopefully for good. <laughs> that's it. They sold the team. They've moved. They're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they need to go. So for us at X's and O's NBA breakdown, it's been a pleasure. NBA finals on the way. We will check in midway through the series and let you know where we think this thing's going to end up. I see it being 2-2 after four games. I just think both teams might steal one on the road. It's just so evenly matched. So we can't wait to check back in with you. And then after the NBA Finals is over, guys, free agency, draft, uh, trade season, it's all coming, and it's coming fast, and I can't wait for it. Um, So we we will not leave you this summer because this summer is when things get real good. That's when it gets real good. Oh, it's going to be great. So for us, Zach, Mark, X's and O's, NBA Breakdown, we bid you adieu. Mamba on three. One, two, three. Mamba. Mamba. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of X's and O's, NBA Breakdown. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, subscribe, or comment on any of our social media sites at X underscore breakdown. See you next week. And remember, Mamba on three.